Rabbi Sai, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. Parshas Nasai. Tavshin Tayalev. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, where we wake up at the end of a period of time in Eretz Yisrael where we have been bombarded by missiles that have been fired into our country and to our homes and have caused tremendous, tremendous loss of life and damage. And today there's a ceasefire, Hafsakata Esh, and we hope and we pray and we daven that we should be Zoichem Yitz Hashem, that it shouldn't just be a Hafsakat Esh, but it should be Sheket and Shalva in Eretz Yisrael for all Achenu Beis Yisrael B'chamokam Shehem. There's no question that we've gone through a very difficult time, and we are in the midst of a difficult time, and uh, we don't have to belabor the point, but we can't forget the fact that the Rabbani Shalom is the one that's in charge. The Rabbani Shalom is the one that's reminding us that he's in charge. And we have to take heed. And there's no question that Parshas Nasa this year, we have to look for Chizuk. Parshas Nasa, which represents Nasa Yisrael B'nai Yisrael. We should raise ourselves up. Klai Yisrael has to raise ourselves up. We should not feel despondent. We should not feel down. We have to feel that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the end of the day, in the midst of everything, there's tremendous amount of nisim and the flows that have taken place. And as I mentioned, throughout all the tragedies that we've had, unfortunately, in the last period, Maron, and just Erev Shavuos, Shavuos night, where we, in the midst of preparations for a yontif, we tried our best to put aside everything in order to be makabal the Torah properly, and many of us did. There's no question that schus was a great schus for us, but there was a tragedy in the Karlin base Medrash where two people were killed and many, many were injured. And we daven, we pray everyone should be safe and, we, and should be sound. Everyone should be healthy. But in the end of the day, we recognize that there were nisim v'neflos, nisim v'neflos throughout the entire year of Corona, Nisim throughout, throughout the story of Maron, Nisim in, in Karlin, Nisim that took place throughout this period where we were bombarded, where on one hand, we lost lives, on the other hand, so many lives were saved, all by Ashkocha Pratius. And just a story that took place yesterday here in Eretz Yisrael, where a busload of Chayalim, which was on the southern border, they got off the bus and seconds later, the bus was hit by a RPG rocket fired by the murderous enemies of the Jewish people. And HaKadosh Baruch watched over these 30 chayalim. So we realized that this is just one, again, simon that HaKadosh Baruch is with us, HaKadosh Baruch is watching over us. And so many stories I could go on, just one particular story of a family that is 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 in, close to a family that we know. They live in Ashkelon. They were in a villa. The husband was driving back from Tel Aviv. The sirens went off. You'd have 45 seconds to get into a miklat. And the uh, wife and children went into the miklat. They closed the door. There was a direct hit on their villa. The villa was basic. The hill. The villa was basically uh, smashed to smithereens. But they walked out without a scratch. So again. There's what to say Hagoimel for, there's what to bench. One of the words that we said over on Shavuos night was that 
the word for security room, which every modern apartment in Israel has. We still live in a building, we don't have a secure room, but we have a miklat, which are many, many buildings. And older buildings, they don't have miklats, they have to go out into a public miklat, a public, a public safe place. But most of the modern apartments, they build it now with safe rooms, which are metal, and they are able to take the impact of these unfortunate, the fact this is the world where we live in. We live in the Middle East, and it's something we have to get used to. But the word for the secure room is called ma'amad. <clears throat> and someone said that we have to realize that it could very well be that the best security is to go into Maimed Harsinai, to go into the standing of Harsinai. And there's no question that Klai Yisrael this year, we try our utmost to be makabal the Torah as best as we can. So we want to say over something that has to do with Shavuos, which we're still in the week of the Yemei Tashlumin. We don't say Tachnun, because we still have the element of the Yontif of Shavuos. We want to have an uplifting experience from the Shavuos. And Shavuos, we recognize, is our greatest uh, matana, our greatest um, yiud, the greatest purpose of why the Rabbanishim created the world was for the Jewish people, and he created it in order that Jewish people should be able to learn the Torah, keep the Torah, to understand what the Torah is all about. The Torah is kihem chayeinu v'aruch yameinu. On Shavuos night, I gave a shir in the yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, we had a lot of Talmidim, and it was very, very uplifting. And I mentioned the Gemara that we learned in the Daf Hayami, and the Gemara in Yuma, that the Gemara discusses that there are three people that are Mechaev, every single person in Torah. One of them was Hillel, one of them was Abelazah ben Charsim, and one of them was Yosef HaTzadik. We're going to focus on one of them, Hillel. The Gemara says is Mechaev, even the poor person. A poor person could not say that, uh, well, you know, I can't learn Torah because I'm too involved with having to find funds in order to supply my family with food. No, Hillel was also very, very poor. The Gemara describes how poor he was. And the Gemara describes a story where Hillel would give half of his earnings to the Shomer of the Beis HaMedrash. In the old days, they had a Shomer to the Beis HaMedrash. <clears throat> you couldn't get in unless you paid. Tuition wasn't tuition free. And uh, one day he came and he didn't have enough money to pay. And Shmai and Eftan were giving a shear. The Shomer wouldn't let him in. He went up to the roof and it was Tkufus Tevis began to snow. He was covered by snow. And the Gemara says, three Amis of snow covered him. And Shmai and Aftalim were learning the whole night. And Hillel was trying to listen to their words. And he was covered. He couldn't get up. And then the skylight was covered over. And Shmai and Aftalim looked up and they said, it's funny, because usually every day the light shines in. They looked up and they saw the form of a man. They quickly ran up. They uncovered him, they brought him down, they put him next to the fire. That could be, that's the reason why the Shomer had to take money, because they had to pay for the wood in order to get the fire. They needed the Shomer in order to, not only to watch the, watch the doors, but it was in order to be able to supply the people with the needs that they needed, in order to be able to sustain themselves. So there was a fire there, and they said, oh, this person, you can be Mechawal Shabbos. So the Gemara says, well, here we learn that Hillel is Mechaev the Aniyam. And we, even Anani has to say he has to find some time to learn. Because we'll look at the dedication that Hillel had in order to be able to learn the Torah. And this teaches us how important the Torah is. If we would truly understand the Hegel of Torah, what we're creating when we learn the Torah, and our portion not only in this world, but in the world to come, 
what kind of beautiful edifice we're building, then we ourselves would be excited, more excited about the learning of the Torah. I saw brought down from the Benio Ben Yoda, he says a very interesting thing. We see that there was a, a story over here happened with snow, which is called Sheleg, and it was covered over with three Amis. Why Dafka three Amis? What's the concept of the three Amis? What's the concept of the Sheleg? Now we know there's three different levels of learning. There's learning Bikias, that's getting knowledge of Torah. There's learning the Ion that's just delving into the intricacies and understanding it to the fullest fashion. And then there's the side of Torah. There's the hidden secrets of Torah. And there's no question that Hillel was trying his utmost in order to be able to accomplish in all three areas. The word for learning Torah in Aramaic is the word Aleph. Aleph. La'alef. La'alef means to learn. The word Aleph, the letter Aleph. The first of the letters of the Amma is the Aleph, and it's teaching us a lesson. Aleph is the gematria of 111. If you'll count it up, you'll see the Lamed and the Pei, and the Aleph is 111. So if you take the three Alephs, which is the three types of learnings that we learn, which is three times 111, you get 333. 333 is the gematria of Shalik. This is what the, the Gemara was teaching us. He was covered over by Shalik. He covered himself over in the three types of learnings. And therefore, this is the concept of the Shalik. The Shalik also represents the Taharis HaNefesh, the purity of Nefesh. When a person learns Torah, he is cleansing himself from Averus, and it's Kashalik Yalbinu. I added on, interesting, that this year we celebrate, and we celebrated, and we continue to celebrate, that this was the 3,333rd year of acceptance of the Torah at Har Sinai. It's an amazing, amazing feat that Klai Yisrael has continued to stand up, as we said, to be maimed, to be in the mamad, to be in the safe room of the Torah for 3,333 years. And I was thinking in context of this gematria of, of Benyad ben that perhaps it's teaching us that this is 333 times 10, which is equal to 3,333. 3, 10 always represents the areas of Esosphiris, which we find in Kabbalah. It also represents the highest really numerical value. We find that we gather together as a minion, a minion is with ten. Ten always represents the highest. And this is what the Torah is, maybe, maybe, maybe there's the remnants of here. This year, we celebrate the tenth time, Sheleg. And this is what we should try to feel, that the true safety that we have, the true mamad that we have, is to be able to recognize the Knisa to Maimon Harsinai. What do we see from this week's parasha? The parasha speaks about in the beginning, everyone points out, all the Mepharshim point out, that really this is really a continuation of last week's parish. In the end of Bamidbar, in the end of, of, of parishes by Midbar, it already starts out, so why do we separate parishes by Midbar from parishes in Nasai? And why do we call parishes Nasai, Nasai? Also, another question is, that we see that it says Nasai by Kahas in last week's parsha. It also says Nasai by Bnei Gershom. But when we continue to learn the parsha and the psukim, when it gets to Merari, it doesn't say Nasai. All it says is Bnei Merari. 
Why doesn't it say over there, B'nai Nasei Ezrej B'nai Marari? Truth is, the Ibn Ezra says a simple pshat, Teretz. He says that it, since B'nai Marari is connected to the parasha of B'nai Kas, so therefore, since it said Nasa by Kas, excuse me, it's connected to B'nai Gershon, since it says it by B'nai Gershon, therefore, we don't have to repeat it again. He doesn't point out why does it have to repeat it by Gershon if he already said it by Kas. The answer might be that last week's parasha was last week's parasha, and this is a hefsik, hefsik in this week's parasha. Let's try to understand it. Why is there a hefsik? Why are we mafsik between Parshas Ban Midbar and Parshas Nasa? Lachar, we should have started off. Parshas Nasa should have started off. If you want to speak about Nasa, we should have said, Vaidabra Hashem Moshe Vel Aaron Lamer in the end of Parshas Ban Midbar. We should have used that as the beginning of a new Parsha. Nasa is Reish Benekos. So there are many, many Terutsim that we could possibly say. We're going to try to flow a little bit with the Klayokar and the Chassam Sofer. The Klayokar says, that if you take a look at the duties of Kahas, Kahas was obligated to take the coverings, of the Kalim of the Mishkan, specifically and especially the Aran. They, they took the different Kalims of the Beis Hamikdash. Gershon took the coverings of the Beis Hamikdash. Merari took the the um, the building blocks of the Mishkan, which is the Amudim, the heavy duty lifting. So. The Klayakar says, we chose B'nai Kos to, cha- to take out the Aaron. Why didn't we take Gershon? Gershon was the Bukhar. The answer is, because then we would have misconstrued that perhaps Gershon got the, the, the clay Mishkan, specifically the Aaron, which represents the Torah, because he was the Bukhar. And we wanted to show us that every single person has Shaykhus with the, the Torah, not only the Bukhar. Therefore, we chose to pick Kahas, who wasn't necessarily the Bukhar, that he should pick, he should be the ones to have the duties of carrying the Kalim of the Mishkan, specifically the highest level, which is the Aaron, in order to show us that the Torah is Shaykh to every single person. And that could be why we separated in the end of Parshas Bamidbar from Parshas Nasai. We know Parshas Bamidbar is really the Parsha, Parshas Bamidbar is the Parsha which we read before Shavuos which wants to tell us that we have to accept upon ourselves the yoke of the Torah, to take upon ourselves that we're going to carry the menorah, to carry the Aaron as the highlights of our lives. And therefore, we wanted to have Nasai separate in Kahas. But now we want to show us that even if we didn't have the ability to be able to uh, become the people that carry the Torah fully, but Gershon and Merari also have duties. They also have shaykhs. The Chassam Sofer points out that Kahas, Merari, Kahas, excuse me, Kahas, Gershon, and Merari, we get confused over here. Kahas, Gershon, and Merari uh, are really speaking about three different tkufas, three different periods of the Jewish people. Kahas represents the Jewish people when they are in Eretz Yisrael. When they have, uh, as it says, kahas is a lashon. We say bnei kahas were yitzar. They had the or of the Torah, and this was something. Uh, bnei kahas were people who showed the purity of the Torah. Gershon, on the other hand, is the lashon. So therefore, that was Klai, excuse me. That was Klal Yisrael when Klal Yisrael was in Eretz Yisrael when we were at our apex. We were able to be the leaders of the world. Gershon, on the other hand, is a lushan of Gerush. 
the Lushan, when we were sent out of to exile, unfortunately because of our virus, we were sent out of Eretz Yisrael. And we carry the coverings. Those the, it's the Pshat, the Bnei Gershon are the people that support the Torah. Even when we're in Golis, we can be from the Bnei Bavel. We could we could learn the Torah. And no matter where we are, we have shaykhs with the Torah. As it says, that if a person learns Torah, it's as if he brought korbanas. It's as if we're in the base of Mignosh. Therefore, Bnei Gershon, we also say the Lashon of Nasai. Because even though they're in Chutz Laretz, but Lamaisa, they are able to raise themselves up. Merari, unfortunately, represents Merirus. It represents Klai Yisrael. When Klai Yisrael was at its lowest point, when we have the bitterness, when we're sent into exile and we're in such difficulties that it's, it's, it's Marar. And therefore, we can't even raise ourselves up. We're despondent, we're down, but we have to recognize no matter what, we're still B'nai Merari, we still have a tachlis, and no matter what the situation is, we also carry the Yesodis of the Mishkan. Rabbi said, there's no question, we can relate to all of these things that we see ourselves as we're living in Eretz Yisrael. We're zaycha to be in Eretz Yisrael. We should recognize that Kodesh Baruch Hu is speaking to us. And we should take upon ourselves to use all of the attributes of the B'nai Levi, which is to be for sure like the B'nai Kahas, who carry the Aaron, who carry the Torah as best as they can, to be the Gershon, which carries the coverings of the Beis HaMikdash. We should cover the Mishkan. We should also be, we should be happy that we have a Shaykhus to the Torah, no matter what that Shaykhus is. And Merari is, even when we're in a Matzah of a Meriris, even when things seem to be bitter, we're still B'nai Merari, we're still from the B'nai Levi, and we're able to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want to end off by saying over something that later on in the parasha it speaks about the Birchas Kohanim. And the Birchas Kohanim is such a gewaldig, gewaldig, gebrocha. Yivarechecha Hashem v'yishmerecha. Yor Hashem pana v'elecha v'chenecha. Yisa Hashem pana v'elecha v'yoseim l'cho shalom. And I saw brought down that many of the gedolim, they said that people go, they travel so far in order to get brachas from from Tzadikim, and Rabbi Aaron Leib said, you, ne- you never know, a bracha from a tzaddik, you don't know if it's going to be Mekoyim, if it's not going to be Mekoyim. But the Birchas Kohanim is a haftocha, koisavarcha is b'nei Yisrael, emelahem yivarechecha Hashem yishmerecha. So if a person has the ability to be able to listen to Birchas Kohanim, to be able to get the bracha from the Kohanim, it's a gewaldik eschus. The Balaturim says, that we see the first letters of yirecha Hashem yishmerecha, or yud, from the Yerechecha, Yud, from the Hashem, and the Vav, Yishmerecha, the Haschalos of the Tevis is equal to Chav Vav, which is the Shem Hashem of Yud K Vav K, which is the uh, the letter 26. The Saif Tevis, Chav He Chav, Chav He Chav, is 45. Keneged the Shem Mem He Tevis, now we can understand a little bit better what Mem Hey is, what 45 is. And that's Hashem Yishmar Tzeischa Uvayecha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shemir us in the beginning. That means the Haschala, in the Shem Chavav, and in the Shem Mem Hey, which is the Tzeischa. And we have three Tevis in this Pasuk, right? Which is Yivarecha Hashem Yishmarecha, in order to show us the Schus of Avram Yitzchak V'Yakov. 
and it has in it Yivrech Hashem Yishmerech has Tesvav Oisius, which is Meramez to the test to the test of Shanim that all of the others Avram Yisroch Yaakov were together with each other, and the schus of the twelve Shvatim together with the others is fifteen. So again, that's the fifteen Oisius. A little Ramez over here. I want to mention, there's no question, Rabbi said, we had 12 Karbanas here in Eretz Yisrael during this time. Maybe it represents a, 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 a thought process we should think about. The, the, the Yudbe Shvatim, we're all together, we're all one, we're all, all Ba'achtas. And we should recognize, no matter where we are, that HaKadosh Baruch is watching over us, and He wants us to have a Achtas of the Yudbe Shvatim. We should be Zoycha Hashem, to Yeshua's. I want to mention over one last thing over here, and this is a story that I saw, Gavaldika story, the Negea to a younger man who had unfortunately contracted Yana Machla, and he was in a very difficult situation. He was laying in bed, he wasn't able to learn. This was an Avreich that learned in the mirror. And he remembered that the Ramban said that there's a Gavaldika schus in the beginning of Parshas Baloy, the next week's Parsha, he speaks about. Two great things. One is the mitzvah of of the Chanukah, of lighting the menorah, which connects us to the Avodah of the Beis Hamikdash. And the Ramban also says that the Birchas Kohanim that we can get every single day in Eretz Yisrael and on Yom Tif is also a Gavaldik Aschus because it connects us to the Beis Hamikdash. Now this person was mamish going through all kinds of of chemotherapy. He had lost a lot of weight. He had lost a lot of hair. He was very, very weak. He could barely learn. He tried to learn a half hour a day. That was all that he could barely do. He received a phone call from the doctor telling him that his hemoglobin blood levels were very, very low and he must go back to the hospital. He, for some reason, he was so sick and tired of all of the tipulim, all of the chemos that he had gone through, he just, just didn't felt that he could, could go on with it. And he said to himself, he learned a, a shear on, on Hanukkah. And he said, you know what? What I'm going to do is, I'm going to go out on Hanukkah. He went out and he lit the candles. He got out of bed and he went to light the candles. And then he was to, to he felt, he, he heard a shear on Hanukkah, it gave him some chashivas. And then he said, you know what? There's another thing the Ramban said. The Ramban says it's important to get Birchus Khan. And he was a Kayan, but he wasn't able to go to shul for months and months. He decided no matter what, he's getting up in the morning and he's going to get out of bed. It took a tremendous amount of Kayach. He had no Kayach to move. And he, he literally got dressed and he walked to shul. He was bags and bones. He had no, no, no meat on him. And it took him a long time to get to shul, but he got to shul and he was able to place himself close to the bima. He says the rav in the shul literally didn't recognize him. And then the last thing he had to do was he had to walk up the three steps to get up in front of the Aaron Kodesh. That kayach that he needed to get up in front of the, those three steps literally was like climbing a mountain. He felt his heart was pumping. He had no blood inside of him. As we said before, he was very, very sick. He got up to the top level finally. He stood up, he turned around, he made the bracha, and he said the words of He benched the tzibor, and he felt exhilarated. And he went, he was able to go home. 
He doesn't know why. But from that moment in onwards, all of a sudden, he started feeling better. And the Rebbeinu sent him Rufua. He sent him Rufua, and within two weeks, he was able to go back to the mirror, to go back to his uh, to his uh, Sdarim, to his Chavrusas, and he was eventually able to be completely, completely recovered. Now, I know it sounds like a fantastic story. It is a fantastic story. But if we really understand that the Birchas Kohanim, the Avod of the Beis Hamignosh, the connection to the Torah, the connection to the Menorah, those are the things that really watch over us. And if we really believe in that, and we understand no matter how difficult the times are, Yivarechecha Hashem v'yishmerecha, Hashem is watching over us. Yor Hashem panavelecha v'chenecha, HaKadosh Baruch should give us the final result is Yis Hashem panavelecha, v'yasem l'cha shalom, you should give us shalom, that's the most important thing. HaKadosh Baruch should bless Klai Yisrael Every member of Klai Yisrael, we see how the world is against the Yidden, but we recognize the truth, we recognize the Emes, the Emes of the Torah, we recognize the Emes of the Jewish people. We hope and we pray, HaKadosh Baruch should be Mezakas, not only with a Shabbos Shalom, but we should be Zoycha Mitzah to Yeshua's Rufuas for us and Klai Yisrael. We should be Zoycha Oysa Shalom bin Reimov, Yasser Shalom Aleinu, Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.